0: And Welcome back to another episode of Off the Trail. I'm your host, Mary Claire, and today I'm joined by Colleen Ash, founder of Ash Organizing Solutions. Hi, Colleen. Hi, Mary, Claire. How are you today? Very good. Very good. Thank you. I'm super excited to have you on the show because this, honestly, it's a topic that's kind of near and dear to my heart. It's one of those things that I think a lot of people wrestle with, and that's just getting organized, whether it's your home or your office. And obviously, we're all spending a lot more time home these days, and I think it tends to be you know, on people's minds a little more.
1: Sure. And of course, as we're gearing up for a new year and hopefully a better year. Right. It always is a big topic, um, coming up. So yeah, getting through the holidays and gearing up for a new year and new you and perhaps a more organized <laughs> year. Um, it's interesting, Mary Claire, because, um, Getting organized is almost always in the top five New Year resolutions that if people um, put pen to paper and, mm-hmm. and give a hack at it.
0: Right. And, you know, that's interesting because I think – and and correct me if I'm wrong, Colleen, but I feel like sometimes people are embarrassed or almost guilty about needing help with getting organized. But it's it's I mean, obviously, it's a common desire if it's on the top five list. I mean, do you find that people struggle with being embarrassed about needing help to do that? Absolutely. I mean, and I often
1: tell my clients, "Oh, please, you have plenty of company." <laughs> Uh, when people reach out and touch base or ask for assistance from mm-hmm. a professional organizer, I think 99.9% of the phone calls I receive, I hear the words, I am so overwhelmed, I don't know where to start. Right, And that's a really common element is just the feeling of Oh, I know I should be able to do this, you know, maybe tomorrow, maybe next week, maybe next month. And, you know, and they feel like they should be able to do it themselves. But hey, um, there's no shame in asking and reaching out and getting some tips and Mm -hmm. maybe just
0: getting started. Right. Right. So do you think that's one of the biggest um, mental obstacles people have when it comes to trying to get organized? I would say so. I would say the feeling that I should be able
1: to do this on my own or I'm so embarrassed. How can I possibly have a professional come in and help me? But I have to tell you that those of us who offer professional organizing, I mean, most of us have seen everything. We've been there, done that, (laughs) and we love rolling up our sleeves and just helping, digging in. I get so much excitement and joy from the finished product working with the client helping mm-hmm. them clear the clutter breaking it down into small manageable tasks and yeah. getting rid of that overwhelm and the stress that comes with it
0: isn't that fascinating because it just it just speaks to the difference in personalities right because you're saying that's something that excites you i look at that and i think oh my gosh i'm definitely in that category where I'm going to wait till a rainy day, or I'm going to wait until I'm not so tired.
1: <laughs> just <gonna> right. Wait. <laughs> and I tell clients all the time, I say, I get it. You don't want to jump out of your bed and dig in the closet <laughs> that you haven't been in in right. months. And um, I get it. And I think what happens too is, you know, it's the age old problem where we think something's going to take much, the things that we don't want to do we think will take much longer right. than they actually do. Right. I mean, my clients are amazed what we can accomplish in a three hour appointment. It is just amazing. Yeah. And that's because you have a buddy, you have somebody working beside you and it's fun. You know, you can turn <laughs> on music, you can talk, you can laugh about what you're digging out of but we try and find humor but at the same time you know um we try and and just help with clearing the clutter right. and um so it, it can be amazing or it is amazing what we uncover and what we accomplish in a working session but the flip side of it is i always tell clients that Rome was not built in a day. Right. Your closet didn't become this cluttered in a day or your attic or basement or garage. So I also try and set realistic expectations right. On how long it might take us, mm-hmm. you know, it might take us more than one session, mm-hmm. but that's okay. And you can just work at something. And if it's really troublesome and you really are digging your heels in, I tell clients all the time, just try setting a timer, you know, maybe set right. a timer for 30 minutes, or if that seems too much, just do 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then maybe do 15 minutes, you know, in a couple of days or tomorrow or, you know, and, and peeling that onion and working a little bit every single day will move you forward. So that's the other thing is just try setting a timer. And when the timer rings, you know, you are free to go. Right. Or you are free to stay because you can <laughs> see that you're making progress.
0: Yeah, so, you may get into it, right?
1: <laughs> that's right. That's right. And that's what we really hope to do. I, uh, You know, I'm a member of the National Association of Professional Organizers as well as the National Association of Senior Move Managers. And our goal in that association is to transfer organizing skills to our clients. So mm-hmm. we really want to teach the skills and you know shows like you know this podcast help people understand how to do it and right. and, and let them try it and right. see how it works. So yeah, that 30 minute timer
0: and like I said you're free to go mm-hmm. or you're Free to continue digging in. Right. So where do I start? Do I start by focusing on a certain room or what suggestions do you have for that? That's a great
1: question. And I do get uh, that asked often at my webinars and and, um, classes. I always say, where in the home or the office, start with something that is driving you crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, in the home, it might be laundry. Sometimes I come in and you see the laundry everywhere and mm-hmm. you can't even make out. Is it clean laundry? Is it dirty laundry? Has it all mixed in? Piles right. everywhere. People can't find you know, their baseball uniform or soccer (laughs) uniform, or, you know, so if laundry might be the thing that just drives you crazy, I might jump in and help organize a laundry room and a Mm -hmm. laundry system. But other times it might be grocery shopping or meal planning. You Mm -hmm. know, maybe it's time to break in and organize the pantry and organize the refrigerator try your hand at making a meal plan just for a week. But if you say, oh my gosh, everything is driving me crazy. (laughs) The whole place is insane. (laughs) Then I say, start with your bedroom. Okay. Because I really, really think that everyone deserves a clean, organized place Mm -hmm. to lay their head at night and rest up and recoup and get ready for mm-hmm. the next day. So if everything's driving you crazy, then
0: I suggest starting in the bedroom. Right. Cause you're going to need that good night's sleep to tackle the rest of it.
1: <laughs> well, and sleep is so important. It I is. Mean, you can listen, you know, to podcasts on exercise and mm-hmm. read any books on it. And sleep is really very important and probably the place that we uh, cheat ourselves out of. Um, come you know on a regular basis. So yeah, I say, you know, give yourself a chance and and that's how I also say start small. Start with your nightstand. Start mm-hmm. with, you know, some small a desk in your bedroom. Start small and clear the clutter.
0: And it's interesting because it's very easy. It would be easy for me, and I'm guessing for a lot of other people, to look at something small like a nightstand and say, well, what's the point? Like, what's the point of organizing that when the rest of the room is the mess? But I guess it's that taking that first step is really the priority.
1: Right, right. Just taking that first step and say, you know what? I got this. I can do my nightstand. Mm -hmm. I can do, you know, one shelf in my medicine cabinet, or I can clean out one drawer in the bathroom vanity, or I can clean one shelf in my linen closet. And you'd be amazed at what you find that's so easy to get rid of, you know, mm-hmm. Expired medications, you know, products that you don't use anymore. Yeah. You know, flashlights with no batteries in them. You know, I, it is really amazing. And it's just those little wins that you can either dispose of the item recycle it or perhaps go get yourself a new set of batteries so you have a working flashlight (laughs) in the night drawer
0: right so what happens after i'm done okay so i go through this process i've i've prioritized i've done my 15 minute chunks i feel like i'm in a good spot how do i stay on top of that now
1: well, there's two things that I often suggest, and that is one: you have to make a date with yourself. You mm-hmm. know, make it a habit. Um, and again, it's not all or nothing. That's something that kind of stops us dead in our tracks. You know, gee, I didn't, I didn't clean out my walking closet in one afternoon. I'm done. You know, yeah. so make those little appointments with yourself. Um, commit to them on the calendar. Um, you know, maybe buddy up with a friend. Say, hey, if you come over to my house and work with me, and again, in the COVID world, that's tricky. But, you know, you can say, how about we Zoom or we have a FaceTime right. call or, you know, I'll do 15 minutes in your closet if you help me 15 minutes in mine. Right, right. It's amazing what you can do with a buddy. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, um, the secret to staying organized is you do have to edit often. Mm -hmm. So lots of people love organizing. They love going out and grabbing the brand new bins and coming home and maybe even um, pulling out a labeler and labeling the bins. And everything looks so nice and neat and everyone's so excited. And that is usually the part, the time where an organizer would leave the property But you have to have the discussion and the realization that nothing is going to stay organized all by itself. Mm -hmm. And that that last step is to edit often. So when you organize something, if you see that a bin is filling up after you've organized it, it's filling up, I say, do not go out and buy another bin. (laughs) When you see that a bin is filling up, That's a red flag to say, stop, reserve some time on my calendar and go through that bin because that's what happens is we set up systems, but in order for the system to work, in order for a bin to always hold ready the mail or to always hold ready mittens and scarves, it has to work and once it's overflowing and once you start putting mittens and scarves someplace else, (laughs) or once the mail piles up and starts falling on the floor outside of the bin, that's when things get lost and Mm -hmm. that's when systems break down. So when you declare that you want your mail to go in a beautiful basket on the desk in the kitchen, when that basket fills up, it's time to stop everything and actually delve into the mail in that basket. Yeah. It's not the time to stack the mail next to the basket, (laughs) behind the basket or underneath the basket. And please do not go out and buy another basket. (laughs) But that's what we tend to do. We tend to see. And if you go into homes Very often I can see the start of a process Mm -hmm. and you see pretty bins or pretty baskets or nice file cabinets, but look around and if you see piles and leaning towers of pizza uh, (laughs) recreated, that's where you know the problem is. Is that when bins or containers or drawers fill up, you have to stop and reevaluate Mm -hmm. How many of any item do you actually need? Because right if the bin is filling up, if the dresser drawer is overflowing, if the closet door won't shut, clearly we have more than we have allowable space (laughs) and something has to give. I often say at my presentations, we cannot put 10 pounds of
0: sugar in a five pound bag. Ellen I feel like I feel like you're in my home speaking to me right now. I definitely have contributed more than my fair share to home goods in purchasing all sorts of bins and buckets and convincing myself that as long as it's in a pile then I'm organized. That's right. That's right. And and I and I'm telling you Mary Claire when you
1: come, you know, even in December, you will start to see those beautiful bins coming out and Mm -hmm. filling up the shelves and even the Christmas bins or holiday bins. I mean, they are fun to buy, but, you know, always tell yourself when bins fill up, do I really need all the holiday decorations? You know, do I have tons of bins that I don't even bring downstairs anymore because it's old holiday decorations that i haven't right. used in years. Well then by golly, don't go out and buy another bin for the new stuff, you know, <laughs> edit often.
0: Right. So, do people once you've worked with, you know, with a client and um, they're you're they're organized and clean, you know, do people ever feel like they can't, you know, live in their homes? Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to mess something up or, oh my goodness, like, no, you can't play out here kids because it's going to get messed up. How do you, you know, how do you kind of deal with that in clients or is that not an issue that you come across? No, that's a great question. And, uh, you know,
1: there's a lot of controversy. I don't know if you've ever heard of the book or the movement, Marie Kondo and Does It Spark Joy? Mm. And it's that whole notion that Marie Kondo has a very, very specific way of folding items. And, you know, people will say, oh, you know, can, can you come to my house? And there's actually, you know, consultants that are trained by Marie Kondo. And I mean, she's very clever. She's helped thousands of people. A lot of people have embraced her philosophy and her Mm -hmm. approach to getting organized. But I often tell people that it has to work for your family. Mm Mm-hmm. So when I go into a home, I'm not coming in with a cookie cutter approach. Like this is how I always organize pantries or this is how we always organize linen closets or the mudroom absolutely should have everybody's shoes in it. You know, Mm -hmm. you really have to listen to the client and see what works for them. And the biggest thing I see is that clients If you have complicated storage solutions, those are just going to set you up to fail. And so you don't want to set up things that look so beautiful, but they're a pain in the butt to you know, to maintain right. mm-hmm. or you know, you don't want to put something away because oh my gosh, I I got this beautiful bin and I labeled it, but it, it sits on the top shelf in my pantry and nobody in the family can get there without right. pulling out a stool. You know that's just setting yourself up to fail. And same thing with Marie Kondo folding method. I mean it's wonderful if it works for you, mm-hmm. but I re- I really don't think it's helpful for children to think right. that they can fold it and and maintain it in their in their drawers. Again, right. there's always exceptions to the rule. So, yeah, you don't want to set up environments that are so beautiful and, oh, they look so pretty and, you know, Pinterest worthy right. or Instagram photos. But the truth is everyone at home hates it and nobody can maintain the, the storage yeah. systems. Yeah. So, um, it's, you know, how it looks versus does it work right for your family is a real key to whether it has
0: ongoing success in the home. Right. All right, Colleen, we're down to perhaps the most important question of the podcast. Am I still allowed to have my junk drawer? Oh my gosh, I just have to crack up when I hear that.
1: Absolutely, you may have a junk drawer. And very often when I go to trade shows, Mary Claire, it's so funny you ask that question because I actually had my husband build me a junk drawer, a (laughs) before junk drawer, and then I have one, an after junk drawer. And I actually bring it as a prop when I did, you know, back pre-COVID, when right. I was doing trade shows. And so it's so funny that you ask about the junk drawer, but absolutely you are entitled to have a junk drawer at your disposal in your <laughs> But I have to say, when you pull it out, Like this weekend, Mary Claire, pull yours out, dump it out, and then tell me how many of those things you actually need. And the perfect example is in every home I think I've ever organized, we have a ton of thumbtacks and there is no visible bulletin board in the entire house and that is classic of what happens to a junk drawer. Absolutely. The other thing is decide what should live in the junk drawer. Literally, you know, a couple pens, pencils, maybe some mm-hmm. batteries, then take the measurements of the junk drawer, take the measurements of the drawer and then go and either snoop around the home and look for containers that can hold those items or you know, even go to Target or your favorite home goods store and purchase it, but you purchase a storage container after you know what you're trying to contain. Right. Because the storage container for pens and pencils will look very different than a storage bin for paper clips. Right. So you want to like look through it all, dispose of anything that doesn't absolutely need to live in in the kitchen junk drawer, like thumbtacks when you don't have a bulletin board, you know, and toss those pens and, and, you know, pens that don't work. And how many posted notepads does one need? How many rolls of, you know, tape does one need, Mm -hmm. you know, just pick like, what do I need to live here in this drawer and be um, useful in my kitchen. And then everything else, you know, either discard, recycle, or find somewhere else for the item to live. Mm -hmm. But really ask yourself, why am I saving this? Often I also see our tons of keys (laughs) and nobody has a clue what the keys go to. (laughs) The mystery keychain. Oh, or very often it's to cars that you no longer have or, you know, you've changed the locks on doors or nobody knows and you try them in all in your house and um, they don't fit any lock. So why yeah. would we hold on to them? You know, you can <laughs> ask around, maybe it's to your parents' house or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, there could be a valid reason, but those are just food for thought on what crops up and what you tend to find that you really do not need.
0: Right, right. Colleen, is there any other uh, tips or advice you have for folks who feel like they're ready to start on uh, a path to being more organized? Well, I would just always encourage you just to start. You know, Mm -hmm. I mentioned
1: grabbing a buddy, so maybe you want an accountability buddy. Um, Reserve time on your calendar, and maybe that's just asking your spouse, like, will, will you work with me? Um, We're certainly approaching the time of year where it would be nice to put a a car in our garage. So, you know, is that even possible this winter? You know, maybe have a family dialogue and say it would be really, really nice if we could get at least one car in the garage. And then it doesn't have to be all or nothing. I think that's where a lot of people get stopped in their tracks is, they actually take on kind of a perfectionist attitude and if i can't do it all in one day then i just won't start and i really would encourage you to you know try that 30 minute timer mm-hmm. and then try it you know a couple of times and then the last thing is i would encourage you um, to have a donation box, you know, almost like a permanent fixture in the home. Mm-hmm. Decide where would be a good place for a donation box to live and then tell everybody in the home, you know what, when you find something that you no longer need, use, or want, just drop it in this donation box and when the box fills up, we'll take it off and, and make good use of it, pass mm-hmm. it along to somebody else.
0: Right. That's a great idea. Now, Colleen, if someone was interested in working with you, uh, just tell us briefly about uh, you know how, how can you help and where can people find you?
1: Yeah, so I'm thrilled to say that I am in my 11th year in business uh, and my business is Ash Organizing Solutions. My website is ashorganizing.com. And I would love to, you know, take a peek at my website, um, shoot me an email, give me a phone call. My contact information is on the website. Uh, and uh, think about the other organizations that I had mentioned, the uh, NAPO, the National Association of Professional Organizers, and NASM, the National Association of Senior Move Managers. And those both have a search by directory. And mm-hmm. you can actually enter your zip code and find an organizer near you and go from there. That's excellent. Thank you. Yeah. And, and, um, and I'm always, you know, willing to just answer simple questions. Most organizers are. We love what we do. If you ask my siblings, and I often say I came out of the womb organized. So um <laughs> never be afraid, you know, reach out, ask a few questions, and maybe just get started on that journey, because it can be a huge stress reducer. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's Ash, A-S-H-E, correct? Yes. Ash, A-S-H-E, organizing,
0: all one word, dot com. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Colleen. It's been an absolute blast and very informative. Well, thank you very much, Mary Claire. My pleasure. And thank you for tuning in. As always, if you have any suggestions for episodes, please email us at podcast at mhvfcu.com. And we will see you next time when we go off the trail.